Why is forgiveness such a key ingredient to living a happy, joyful life? Why is forgiveness essential for the healing of a heart? My name is Don Culp. I'm a Reiki master teacher, certified hypnotherapist, meditation coach, and owner of the Zen Room in Gilroy, California. You can also find us online at www.thezenroom.net. And today, we're going to talk about forgiveness. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Zen Room. So today's conversation is going to be around forgiveness. And I find this to be a very fascinating conversation because um, when you say the word love to someone, oh my gosh, who loves love? Everybody loves love. All you have to do is remember your first high school dance or your first kiss or your first boyfriend or your first girlfriend, and all of a sudden... All of those feel-good hormones that are being released, you're remembering them and the smile on your face and the woes and oh, the love, it's so much fun and you can't wipe the smile off your face and we all agree that we all love love. We love love. We love being in love. We love sharing love. We love receiving love. Love is fabulous. But unfortunately, I feel as though for a lot of people, when you say the word forgiveness, people go, hmm. I don't know, that sounds hard. I don't know that I want to forgive. That doesn't sound fun. It sounds hard. So for me, forgiveness is an act of the heart. Forgiveness is an act of love. But for a lot of us, and there are reasons why we do this, which we'll dive into in just a bit, the act of forgiveness feels like a challenge. It feels like a challenge of the heart where I would say it's a beautiful act of the heart. So let's get into this. So Merriam-Webster says that the definition of forgive, to forgive, is this. It is to cease to feel resentment against an offender. To cease to feel resentment against an offender. So let's imagine that love is a river that flows. It is flowing downstream. When love is good, when we fall in love, when someone says I love you, when we say I love you back, we can just imagine that that love is a river flowing beautifully downstream. And then let's say that somebody comes and offends us or does something to us that makes us put a couple of big boulders in that stream. Maybe a few rocks, maybe pebbles, maybe a whole bunch of pebbles, maybe rocks and pebbles and bricks. Pretty soon, your love stream isn't flowing so freely. You've got a dam kind of being built up in your heart. You've got this thing that is keeping your heart from flowing so beautifully. That love is just not flowing quite as easily as it was because there are some damning things in your river that are blocking the flow of love from flowing so simply and so beautifully. So what if forgiveness was the tractor that was going to carry and haul all of those boulders, bricks, and damning things away? so that your river could flow more smoothly again, okay? 
all of a sudden that feels like, well, that's okay. I like the idea of pulling a tractor in and having that tractor come down and haul all of those rocks away. Yeah, that actually feels like a good idea. But that tractor represents forgiveness. That tractor represents moving away the obstacles or the resentment or the resistance to love. That tractor, that forgiveness tractor is literally taking all of the things that are keeping your love river from flowing so beautifully and hauling them away. That visual makes sense to us. Nobody would argue with that. That feels like a good idea. But a lot of times what happens is this. People, our egos in particular, want those rocks and bricks and boulders to stay right where they are because it's true, it happened, it's justifiable, and uh, we can't let it go. We can't let it go because it was wrong and I can't let them get away with it and I can't permit bad behavior. And I like to say the two are completely separate. The two are completely separate. We, if we can come, if we can come together on a couple of very critical points here, this is going to help us give ourselves permission for our forgiveness tractor to come and haul away those boulders and bricks and rocks, okay? The world will never cooperate with us in such a way that we will never be offended or hurt ever again. That's just going to happen. It is part of life. The world is never, let me say it again. The world will never cooperate in such a way that we will never be offended or hurt ever again. It just won't. Okay. There are going to be people who are going to cut us off. It's just going to happen. There are going to be people who say things behind our back and hurt us. It's just going to happen. Okay? So, if we, if we can all come together and realize the world will never cooperate on that, on that level. It just won't happen. But if, if we think of those offensive behaviors, those offenders, those things, as hot potatoes, somebody throws an offensive hot potato at us, we have one of two things. That we can do we can either drop it or we can hold on to it but no no know this it is your hands it is our hands it is the person who is holding the hot potatoes hands who are getting burned not the other person the person who threw the hot potato that's like you know that old saying revenge is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> somebody throws a hot potato at us and we decide to hold on to it because we just are because we're just not going to let it go we're not going to drop it no it's not fair it's not right it's not just let's all be very very clear that we're the hands it's our hands that are getting burned so so are we really if we look at the river flowing downstream when it's been unhurt or untouched or unoffended in some way that river's just flowing it feels good to love we've all been there and I think we can all agree that that's one of the best feelings in the world to love and be loved okay so the real question is how many bricks pebbles stones boulders are we going to allow to sit in our river of love that will keep us from feeling all of those really good feelings. Because at the end of the day, it's our hurt that is holding that, not theirs. 
It is our heart that is holding the pain, not theirs. So we all realize the world is never, ever going to cooperate with us 100%. Hopefully we have gotten to a point where we realize that those hot potatoes that are being thrown at us, that if we're the ones holding them, it's our hands that are getting burned, not theirs. And the other thing is too, you can't take back or change what happened in the past. Cannot do it. However, you can rearrange your perception of what happened and change your future. So those are some big, big, big things to think about. And there are people who have hurt in their heart. And some of that hurt maybe takes up 10% real estate in their heart. Some people's pain and hurt have really overwhelmed their heart and their heart is consumed with anger and pain. And a lot of times this can be really, really hard for people to forgive because they just can't justify letting the other person off the hook. So here's where this next little exercise comes in that might help give us a little bit of perspective. We are not perfect. We're just not. Even the people in their lives who feel as though they live a pretty perfect life are not perfect. It is just part of being a human being. So we're all going to do this exercise and you're going to see in a minute why this exercise is so important. I want you to think back to a day or an hour, a moment in your own life where you will say, thank God there wasn't a camera. Thank God there wasn't somebody there taking notes. Thank God this wasn't publicized on the 11 o'clock news. If you were to think back at your worst day, your worst hour or your worst moment, and ask yourself if somebody were there with a notepad and a camera and a broadcast ability and it was broadcast out to the world and you had to relive that moment and be judged by that moment over and over and over and over and over and over, how would that feel? There are people running around all over the world who for the most part, can say, that was not my proudest moment. And for some people, that not my proudest moment moment is pretty bad. And for some people, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe it's, maybe it's, eh, it's a little ugly, but it's not horrendous. But we all have a moment. We all have a moment because guess what? We are all not perfect. So if we would not want our worst day, our worst hour, our worst moment to be televised for the world to see and judge and criticize and um, maybe not forgive. How would that feel to be on the receiving end of that? Some of us have one of those moments in our past and the, the goal of this exercise is not to make you sit in shame. The goal of this exercise is to say, guess what? For every person who's been offended, everybody has been an offender. I remember when I went to, um, I got a ticket 
in my early 20s and I had to go to traffic school. And the instructor of traffic, that's back when, before there was such a thing as an internet. <laughs> you actually had to go spend a Saturday in traffic school and it was a total bummer. But I'm sitting in traffic school and he made every single person go around and say, what is something that someone does on the road that offends you? One person raised their hand and they said, I hate it when somebody cuts in front of me without using their blinker. Okay, great. He writes that down on the whiteboard. Um, all right, you, somebody raises their hand. I hate it when somebody um, um, doesn't come to a complete stop. I hate it when somebody does this. I hate it. And so there was a list of, I'd say, about 15 things on the whiteboard that people find ultimately so, so offensive on the road. I hate it when somebody plays their music too loudly. Okay, whatever it was, right? So there's a pretty juicy list on the whiteboard. And he said, all right, now, show of hands, how many of you have ever cut in front of another person without using your turn signal? <laughs> Everybody raised their hand. Great, how many of you at some point in your life or another have played your music too, loud, too loudly? Everybody raised their hand. How many of you have ever not come to a full and complete stop? Everybody raised their hand. So basically the point that he was making is this. You all have no trouble being offended on the road. However, each and every one of you have done this, each one of these offenses at least once in your life. And we all kind of went, oh dang. Oh dang, so what am I complaining about? Because in every single one of those scenarios, I have been the one who's been offending and the one who's been offended. Okie doke, that was a sobering moment. And I thought that was actually one of those moments that really, really stuck with me. And I said, guess what? That's just not on the road. That's everywhere. That is everywhere. So if I find myself right now complaining about somebody who hurt my feelings because they were a little too sharp with some of their adjectives, first thing that I've got to remember is, man, that was me last year on that really bad day when my, I felt like this was going on and that was going wrong and that was not my best moment. So if I am allowed to have a not best moment, because of circumstances in my life that made things hard, then don't I have to give that same allowance to this person who's not maybe having their best moment? Sounds right to me, right? So yes, is it rude? Yes. Yes, was I rude back in that moment? Yes. Okay, so again, going back to my original thought, the world will never cooperate with us in a way that we will, ever, that we will never be not offended or hurt ever again. Because in any given moment, there is somebody having their not best day. In every given situation, offensive situation, there is somebody involved who's not having their best moment. So we have those in our past. We have those in our history. So if we can stop trying to keep score, and if we can say, all right, look, I have been the offender and now I'm being offended. There will likely be another opportunity for me to be the offender in this world. And I just need to remind myself that that door swings both ways. Okay, got it. So as we start looking at things less of, of, okay, you've done this wrong to me and more of, you know what, we live in a society where we all kind of do wrong to each other. Okay, 
I've been the offender and will be the offendee and the offender and the offendee many more times in this life. So I'm not going to get too wrapped around the axle. If we can start looking at life a little bit more like that, we're going to start moving into a place where it's easier for us to forgive. When we allow ourselves to forgive, we allow the tractors of forgiveness to start hauling those boulders and bricks and rocks out of our river of love. And I know I'm using some really woo-woo examples here, except for the visual people, which is about 80% of you. That visualization is really going to help because it just feels better. It just feels better. I'd like to take this whole concept of forgiveness one more step. Who have we become? What muscle are we exercising? What practice are we getting when we forgive? Okay, that is a big, big, big question. So when we get wrapped around the axle, when we start looking at a very small micro view of the world, we can sometimes lose sight of the big picture. So if we can imagine for a moment that we have just been offended, okay, we've been offended. Some, uh, a girlfriend of ours or a, or a buddy of ours has says something very, very offensive. And we can logically say, you know what? He's going through a really hard time. And I know that I have had my moments of being super offensive. So I'm not going to take this personally. It actually doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm going to let this go. I'm going to show compassion. I'm going to let, by the way, compassion is a beautiful activity of the heart that forgives, right? I'm just going to see that this guy's going through a really hard time. It has nothing to do with me. And at the end of the day, I don't want to hold this hot potato, right? If the world is constantly throwing hot potatoes at me and the only person that's getting burned is the person that throws the hot potato, I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop this thing right now and realize it's just, I'm not going to let it get out of hand. What we will start to realize is these moments give us an opportunity to grow, to expand, to practice, to learn more about ourselves, to become who we're going to be next. So if we think of resentment as stunting our growth and we think of forgiveness as continuing to grow, uh, which one do we want to do? Which one do we want to do? So... If we can think of the offending moment as a puzzle piece with our lives being the entire puzzle, right? That puzzle piece is actually a necessary component for the entire puzzle picture to be whole. And that's where I feel like when we can look at forgiveness in a whole new way as part of our own development, as part of our own expansion, as part of our own maturity, then we can start to see it as necessary. I always say meditation and intuition gives us an opportunity to learn and the world or life gives us an opportunity to practice. Okay, so if we think of holding on to a grudge, holding on to resentment, not forgiving, if we can think of all of those things as stunting our growth or things like showing compassion and forgiving are things that are going to expand our growth, 
then you can stop looking at just the puzzle piece and say, this is a necessary component to the entire puzzle. The puzzle would not be complete without this piece. So what is the lesson that I'm supposed to learn from this controversy or offense? What is the aspect of me that is going to grow bigger and stronger as a result of this moment, this moment that I used to call offensive and now I look at it as a growing moment. And we begin to realize this is all necessary stuff. Actually, you cannot go to the gym and get big muscles without tearing down the muscles little by little first. It's part of the growth process. You go to the gym, you tear down the muscle, the muscle builds itself back up bigger than it was before. You go to the gym again, you tear down the muscle, the muscle becomes a bigger muscle as a result of being torn down. It is just part of the growth process. In order to grow into something bigger and stronger, you have to break down. And in order to break down, those moments usually are the moments that feel a little harder. They feel like, oh man, this feels like it, it, could, it could overwhelm me. It could break me. It could totally break me down. But I always need to remind people, nope, that is the first step in growing bigger. Right? And you have to break the muscle down for the muscle to come back and be stronger the next time. So it's these moments, these hot potato moments, these moments that feel offensive, that in that moment when we feel offended, we have a few things that we need to look at. First of all, we need to just look at it and say, okay, guess what? I have been that person before. I am not going to worry about how this comes across because I don't know what this person might be going through or might not be going through. So guess what? I'm only going to give so much to this. I'm not going to take it personally. That's a really great first step. The second great step is basically realizing that it is a necessary part of your whole puzzle picture piece to practice things that might feel a little challenging so that you can move past them and expand and learn from them. And it's a really, really, really great exercise to realize that at the end of the day, our heart wants to be open. Our heart wants to flow. Our heart wants to be free. It doesn't want to hold on to boulders and bricks and pebbles and stones. Okay. So if we can look at forgiveness in a way that is slightly differently than we've ever looked at it before, forgiveness is not about excusing bad behavior. Forgiveness is not about letting someone off the hook. Forgiveness is all about letting our heart be free from holding on to the resentment, learning from it, expanding, growing past it, and letting it become a part of who we're going to be. So um, sometimes when we get um, into the habit of not forgiving someone for something, we realize now, okay, well, that'll stunt our growth. That actually does not promote growth. A lot of times you've heard people say, well, there's arrested development. There's some emotional arrested development. Uh, if we know people who are chronologically 35 years old, and I say, okay, well, emotionally, where are they? Are they have they emotionally matured um, to keep up with the calendar? turning, right? So the calendar turns every December 31st and January 1st, it's a new year. And every birthday we have a cake with celebration and we're another year older, but has our emotional development uh, kept up with us chronologically? Do any of us know 50 year old people who have the emotional maybe um, capacity of a 50 year old or 
Maybe we know some 50-year-olds who have the emotional capacity of a teenager. Is there a correlation between the inability to forgive and emotional growth being stunted? Okay, these are all things to think about. So if you have somebody back in your life that you say, you know what, I've held on to this grudge for a really long time. And all it does is make me feel like my river isn't flowing as nicely as I'd like it to. Because number one, we can never take back or change what happened. But we absolutely can rearrange our perception on how we're going to let it affect us in the future. That we have full control over. Okay. We also know that the world will never cooperate with us in such a way that we will never be offended or hurt ever again. So let's just put that whole thing to bed. Let's just say, you know what? The world is going to have bad days. Some days we're going to be the offender. Some days we're going to be the offendee. Some days we're going to be turning in front of somebody without our turning signal. And some days someone's going to do it to us. And at the end of the day, that's just the way it is. If I can be aware of what's going on, if I can maybe do my best to do my best all of the time. And number three, not hold on to the grudge or the irritation or the resentment like a hot potato that's just burning us, right? You will find that opening up the heart again is a beautiful, beautiful feeling. It doesn't feel good to be pissed. It doesn't feel good to be resentful. It doesn't feel good to be spiteful. It doesn't feel good to have road rage. It doesn't feel good. To, it doesn't feel good to have all of these things. You might have convinced yourself that it does. Oh, but you should try another way <laughs> because there is another way. So here is the challenge that I would like to give each and every one of you. I would like each and every one of you to think about someone in your life. And I'm actually going to ask you to do this small scale because to start off too big might feel a little bit too overwhelming. Think of someone in your past that you are holding a grudge with, you know, that term bury the hatchet, right? That you say to yourself, you know what? I'm sick of holding this in my heart. And if I'm sick of holding it in my heart, maybe they're sick of it. Maybe they're holding a little piece in their heart as well. That doesn't feel good. It's very possible. So what if your challenge was to basically say, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of a situation here that is long overdue. I'm actually going to reach out to someone and say, you know, I know that I've been angry with you for a long, long time. And, um, I just need to let you know that I, I would like to put this behind us. My heart is tired of feeling this way towards you. Um, you know, I'm not saying that we have to go off and be best friends again. Maybe it just doesn't make sense for us to be the types of friends that we were back in high school or college or whatever, you know. But basically, I just like to say, I am, I'd like to put this behind us. I'd like to own my part of it. I was really going through a hard time and overly sensitive. And I think maybe I blew what you said out of proportion or whatever. I'm going to own my piece of this, but... I just, I, I've always thought of you as a really good friend and I think you're a really good person and um, I just want to put this to bed. The ego that is listening to this podcast right now 
is absolutely going to hate this idea. It's going to say, hell no, hell no, not going to do it. Not interested in doing that. That's lame. That's stupid. That person was wrong. That person lied. That person broke my heart. And what I would say is all of those may be true, but how do you know that that person wasn't having just a really bad day, a really bad time? And if you were feeling that way, given those same circumstances, can you guarantee that you would have done it any differently? And that's where you start putting yourself in the other person's shoes and going, you know what? I have done that to someone else. And uh, I, need to, I need to ask for forgiveness from that person too. So again, when you start to realize that that door swings both ways, give, do yourself a favor and say, you know what? I've got some, I've got some things to take care of. Um, it's not uncommon at all when someone's getting sober to go back and make phone calls and make amends with people as part of their 12-step program to make amends with people to right some wrongs. Um, we all have those phone calls that even if we're not going through a 12-step program, even if we're not um, dealing with an alcohol addiction, why not go through that exercise? Why not right some of those wrongs? You know, you might inspire that person to look at some of th the things in their life differently. But at the end of the day, you know, that's not your job to save the world. Your job is to basically say, I am just sick and tired of having these bricks and boulders and pebbles in my river. I just don't want to do it anymore. So again, if you were to identify a person that you're asking for forgiveness from and you talk to your friend um, along with other supportive people to get some of that negativity out, that will help. And then just say, you know, I'm going to become a more forgiving person moving forward. I just want to be one of those people that has a free, open, loving heart moving forward. I'm going to start not reacting to people when they are offensive or hurtful. I'm going to start looking at them and saying, was I ever that person in those situations, in those shoes? And if the answer is yes, how did I do in that situation? If the answer is no, maybe you can say, I bet you I would behave very similarly because they're going through a lot. Again, that compassionate thing. And the more that you can do this, the more that you're going to open your heart. I will also tell you energy work is fantastic for this. There's so much that Reiki energy work can do to lift heaviness off of the heart. There's a lot of beautiful aha moments. There are a lot of beautiful um, realizations that can happen. And at the end of the day, you get to leave with a lighter heart. So hopefully this conversation has given you the ability to have some aha moments. My wish for everybody is that they have big, beautiful, open, loving hearts. Big, beautiful, loving, open hearts. And realize that for every person that has offended us, we have probably offended another. And so that shoe can be on <laughs> both feet at the same time. And that will really help to get things back into perspective. And if you can look at all of these moments, not as things to be offended by, but opportunities to grow. They're going to help you grow and strengthen in ways, just like the bodybuilder, grow and strengthen in ways that will mature you into somebody who feels very emotionally balanced, very energetically good, very sound, very peaceful. It feels really good. The word that keeps popping into my head as I keep doing this podcast is freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. 
it feels very freeing to let go of a grudge. It feels very good to exercise that heart. It feels very good to exercise forgiveness because at the end of the day, that's what our heart wants to do. It's its natural state. So anything that goes against or resists the heart's natural state or tendency to want to love and share feels like a brick. And we know it because we can feel it and it stinks. And my hope for everybody listening is that they want that enough for their hearts to do what needs to be done um, because it's a beautiful feeling. Okay, so thank you all for tuning in to another episode of The Zen Room. My wish for all of you is that you find a beautiful, loving, open heart because I know a lot a lot of times if, if this is one of those things where you just let it build and build and build and build and build. I always say, do you ever wonder how a cranky old man was made? He wasn't always cranky. Do you know how a, a cranky old old woman was made? She wasn't always cranky. Those things were built little by little by little, brick by brick by brick, stone by stone by stone, boulder by boulder by boulder. And so my goal is that we all remove those boulders and bricks and stones so that we are one of those silly, fun-loving, um, happy, joyful older people and not one of the cranky ones that's holding on to resentment like crazy. So... All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Zen Room. Thanks for um, always giving me new ideas and podcasts to do. And uh, I look forward to future conversations on future podcasts. But for now, have a great rest of your day. May the force be with you. And I will talk to you all very soon. Bye for now.